I am so blessed. Everything that the canker worm and the palmer worm has tried to destroy, he's restored. Hallelujah. 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 Many might not understand, but many might or may. But God is good. God is good all the time. And before we get into the message, thank you, Overseer, my lover, <laughs> my protector, my Lord. <laughs> thank you. Hallelujah. Before we go into the scripture reading, I would like to take my, this time out to congratulate the twins. I thank the Lord for the opportunity that I've had to know you. <laughs> and I thank God for where he's going to take you and where you're going to come back to again. <laughs> it might not necessarily be restoration, but you're coming back because you're going to go around. <laughs> So we give our praise and glory for you. And, and as you both have your favorite scripture that's embedded into your spirit. So when those days seem so overwhelming that you feel like you can't make it, just pull out that word and work the word and the word's going to work for you. Congratulations. While you're standing, hold your Bibles in your hand. Repeat after me. And so it's a ring. I don't know what's. Is this still on? I want you to repeat after me. This is my Bible. I am what it says that I am. I can do what it says I can do. And I'm not only a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. My life will never be the same, never be the same. After, hearing the after hearing the word of faith. Faith cometh by hearing, cometh by hearing. And, hearing by and hearing by the word. You can turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. And we're going to read from chapter, uh, verses 18 through 25. And when you have it, say amen. amen. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take on thee Mary, thy wife. 
for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from thy sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden, him and took unto him his wife and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. You may be seated. Hallelujah. 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 A few weeks ago, my husband and I were talking and uh, he asked me this question. He says, um, out of the blue, he just asked me, isn't the third Sunday Youth Sunday? And I said, yes. And then he says to me, um, Chris will play on that Sunday, right? And I said, yes. And out of the blue, he says, can you bring the word on the third Sunday? <laughs> so I said, of course, yes. Well, I went on and I was saying to the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to speak on that Sunday? And so when the Lord said to me, I was walking in my bedroom and the Lord said, I want you to speak from the message Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> and when, I, when, I, when he said that to me, that Mary had a little lamb, I really laughed because that was a message that I preached 18 years ago. 18 years ago, I preached that Mary had a little lamb. And guess what? It was on a third Sunday, which was a youth Sunday. Now, God is up to something good. I have to tell you that. Uh, Jason, if you could let me have control of this. Okay, I need to go back. And even on that Sunday, of Youth Sunday, the Lord had given me an acronym. And the acronym that he gave me that, that Sunday, for Youth Sunday, if you all, the young people could stand up and just read that for me. It's an acronym, if you could just stand to your feet and read what's on the screen. Young. You may be seated. Now, we declare that and decree that over your life today. Do you agree? Young, outgoing, unique, thankful, happy, dedicated youth, answering the call of God, yielding themselves to the Holy Spirit. Isn't that a great declaration? 
If you think it's a great declaration, let's give the Lord some praise. So today, even I'm, I'm going to share with you the difference in the time. Now, today I am going to have visual aids for this message. And you will see my various visual aids. But back then, these are my visual aids that I used. So just take a look at my old visual aids and you will see how and when they would be applied. Just look at this and look at that. Look at this and look at that. And when I found the message, it was handwritten. Now, you know that was a long time ago. <laughs> handwritten. So just, just look at these items. These were my visual aids. Hallelujah. And we're just going to go on from there. So let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you for who you are. And Lord, I thank you for whose I am. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for this day. Lord, I give you praise and glory. I decrease that you might increase. I pray that you would anoint the hearers, anoint your vessel. I hide behind the cross. I can't do it without you, Lord. My insufficiency, you are, you, you are my sufficiency. My inadequacy, Lord, you are my adequacy. I can't do it by myself, but in you, as the psalmist was singing, I can do exceeding abundantly above that you would even ask or think according to the power that worketh in us and in me. We bind every spirit of distraction, and Lord, give the people the spirit to receive your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Oh my, God. my mouth is so dry. My mouth is so dry. But you know what I want to say? The word that I'm about to preach right now is a word that I grew up on. I grew up on the fact that I knew that Jesus died, he was buried, and resurrected. And now I sit on the right side of the Father, looking down, not only on me, but on you. And it's because of that resurrection and his resurrection, we have life. But you know, I think what has happened through the years, people have heard messages and all they have done was just listened and they did not hear. It's a difference. You can hear a word from one generation to the next generation and all they are doing is just listening and not hearing. And it makes a difference. So today we're going to uh, expound on this word. And we're going to talk about most children have heard the nursery rhyme that Mary had a little lamb. His fleets were white as snow. And everywhere that Mary went, the sheep was sure to go. Most of us know that. Do you know that poem was written in 1830, 1830, by a lady by the name of Josepha Hale. And these poems were written to actually encourage Sabbath schools and infant schools, written to, they called the word, to end 
inculcate moral truths and virtuous sentiments. So in other words, the word inculcate means to implant by repeated statement or admonition. So in other words, if you're going to learn something, you're going to learn it through repetition. And if you tell a little kid, Mary had a little lamb, and the part of the, uh, part of the poem that really stuck, stuck with me or struck with me was that in everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. Now, my question to you is, where are you going? What are you doing? What are you saying? Because everywhere you go, everywhere you go, the lamb is going. The, the scripture says that she shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Jesus. And then Jesus means what Emmanuel interpreted God with us. So everywhere you take yourself, you're taking God. So I'm asking you this morning, where are you taking yourselves? What are you saying? What are you doing? Because everything you do reflects what you think about God. Everywhere that Mary went. So this, this was something to implant a truth in children. But where are you going? What are you doing? What are you saying? Everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. Even when you're in your bedroom looking at pornography, even when you decide to go to a bar, even when you decide to go gambling, Wherever you are going, you are taking God with you. Because everywhere you go, the lamb was sure to go. Mary had a little lamb. What are you doing with the lamb? <laughs> what are you doing about the lamb? Is he your all in all? <laughs> Think about it. Mary had a little lamb. So now we're going to look at the significance of a lamb. Hallelujah. It says here, when comparing, uh, I, I, I already mentioned that, number one, my first point, as believers, Jesus lives on the inside of us, and everywhere we go and whatever we do or whatever we say, he is there. So where are we going? What are we doing? Or what are we saying that do not glorify God? I can even go a little further and ask, what are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking? If the person that was sitting next to you right now could go into your brains and into your mind and knew what you were thinking, some of us would get out and run or move to the other side of the church. Think about it. What are you thinking? 
The Bible says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies to God a, what, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And, say, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And a lot of times we can pray and we can fast and we can pray. And we confess, but what are you thinking about? What are your thoughts? Are they pleasing to God? Are they pleasing? Are they going to glorify God? Your thoughts, your thoughts, your thoughts. Your thoughts. Hallelujah. Your thoughts. Hallelujah. Your thoughts. I heard a preacher preaching last week, and he was talking about a young man that lost his mind. And he was a young man, and, and they couldn't figure out why he lost his mind. But then this preacher, he was preaching so, and he said when he was 15 or 16 years old, that same spirit that caused the other person to lose his mind, this, this devil came and presented himself to this young man. And he says he almost lost his mind, but all of a sudden he began to realize who he was and whose he was. And he began to say, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan, the blood of Jesus. Get out of my room. He will come while you're sleeping because he wants you to lose your mind. So the Bible says those that think about him, he said he will keep them in perfect peace. So you need to start thinking about Jesus. Don't be thinking about who has wronged you, who you think did this to you or that to you. Don't be thinking about all these perceived ideas about people when it's not even true. The purpose of the enemy wanting you to think so much is when you think long, you think wrong. And he have you just sitting there thinking. But yet you're praying and you're in the word. You're fasting, but you're thinking is off. So there's a balance, right? So that, that lets us know. Let's look at the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ayalarabo Hallelujah. 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 Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, it says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. So we see here that as believers, it's crucial, it's crucial that we think about the things that are good and honest and just. Number two, Jesus was conscious of his mother's presence while on the cross. There she stood at the cross watching her son being crucified, sacrificing his life for you, for me, and for her. Yet his concern was about his mother's well-being in the fact that she was about to lose a son, but yet at the same time were to gain a son.
Let's go to St. John, and we're going to start reading at verses 19, I mean, chapter 19, verses 26. And it says, And when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop and put it in his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. Repeat that. It, it is, is finished. finished. Repeat it. It, it is finished. finished. He bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Now when he said it was finished, he says, it is finished. Everything we need from Jesus has been finished. He only asks for one thing through it all. He just says, I thirst. Well, when a person is saying that I thirst, don't you think they would have been kind enough to bring him water? But they gave him vinegar. Vinegar. Now, what was finished? Our salvation and our sanctification. It was finished. But sanctification is a process. It's not a one-time shot deal because we are always being sanctified. We are all, always being sanctified and consecrated. So the thing that he has done, the finished work, when he said he hung his head and died, he said, it is finished. Before he hung his head, it is finished. Now, it was customary that they break the legs of anybody that was being crucified. This was the custom in that day. So by the time they got to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead. So what they did, they pierced him in his side. And when they pierced him in his side, they pierced his heart, the, the sack that fits around the heart. And when they pierced him, blood and water came gushing out. Hallelujah. Just picture it in your mind, what he did for you and what he did for me. And so they said, oh, he's already dead. So, but the thing about it, this was fulfilling the prophecy that said not a bone of his will be broken. Hallelujah. Not a bone will be broken. Not a bone. <laughs> Mary had a little lamb. Hallelujah. Not a bone of him was broken. And he said, it is finished. Whatever you believe in God for today, it's finished. You have to see it already in the spirit realm. You have to believe it and see it. The Bible, Joshua said, you know, I, you know uh, meditate on his word day and night, that your way will be prosperous. Again, it goes right back to your thinking. What are you thinking? You can't be thinking junk and think you're going to get success. Hallelujah. You can't be thinking hatred and thinking you're going to be getting love. 
think about it. You can't be thinking about all the wrong you're going to do and think good is, good is coming to you. The world talk calls it karma. But let me tell you what the Lord, the word called, the word of God calls it. It's, 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 it's uh, reciprocity. Whatever a man sow, that shall he reap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The world calls it karma. But I'm here to tell you, if you sow in bad seeds, you're going to reap bad seeds. You get back what you sow. Hallelujah. Think about it. So what are you sowing? So when he died, everything was done. It's finished. But you have to receive it. Every time we eat from our dinner plates, we either put them in a dishwasher so they can accumulate and get washed, or we wash them by hand. And every time you eat a dinner or whatever, and you use a plate or dishes, you sanctify them. And sanctification means just being set apart for the master's use. Every time you wash a dish, you sanctify it. Thank you, Lord. So say, say, neighbor, it's finished. Whatever you need from God, it's finished. Hallelujah, 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 oh. So let's go to Mark chapter 15, and we're going to read Mark 15, verses 44 and 45. And Pilate marveled if he were already dead. And calling unto him the centurion, he asked him whether he had been in a while dead. And when he knew it of the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. Even Pilate was concerned. How in the world could he be dead? Because, see, it wasn't meant for his legs to be broken. It wasn't meant for them to break his legs. God made so. And see, why did they break the legs? They broke the legs because they would die from suffocation. Because when the, when the legs of the people that were on the cross, they were getting the drop. They couldn't raise themselves back up to get a little air or to breathe again. So every time, you know, they would drop, they would pry themselves back up on their legs. Can you imagine how he suffered for you and how he suffered for me? And we can't live holy. We can't live for him a day at a time. We can't live for him a week at a time. When you think about what Jesus did on the cross for you, the devil has painted you a picture and he has deceived you. He's a thief. He comes to steal. He comes to kill. He comes to rob. Hallelujah. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Mary had a little lamb. Hallelujah. Mary had a little lamb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even Pilate was marveled over the fact that he was dead. Now, can you imagine 18 years ago, I preached this word? 18 years ago. Number three. Now, let's look at the significance of lambs. <laughs> 
Lambs and young rams formed an important part of almost every sacrifice in the Old Testament. Lamb was a term used earlier to describe the redemption to be brought by the long-awaited Messiah. Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 53 and 7. Let's read that together. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. Could that be us? <laughs> I know. I'm guilty. All of us are guilty because we try to defend ourselves. We try to justify ourselves. You know, a lot of times, maybe sometimes you might be mis being mistreated, and you're going to speak up and say, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Don't think you're going there with me. No, you don't. How many of us are guilty of that? I mean, you ain't talking to me like that, or you ain't going to do that to me. But then he says, God, he never, Jesus never opened his mouth. When he was reviled, he didn't revile again. So we got a long ways to go to be like Jesus. <laughs> We've got a long ways to go. Don't you agree? But guess what? It's attainable. Because if when he said it was finished, when he said it was finished, that means that it is so. It is so. We just waited for the manifestation of it. Hallelujah. You, we just, the people that's trying to lose weight and they're just jogging and jogging and week in and week out. Hallelujah. And then they said, I only lost an inch, but just keep jogging. After a while, they go from an 18 to a 10 because the manifestation is going to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It will come. Mary had a little lamb. Hallelujah. Now, let's consider when he was called a lamb. Let's read this scripture together. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb. Hallelujah. Mm. <laughs> now, Look at that picture. Behold the lamb. You see that dove that's descending? Jesus went to <laughs> John the Baptist, and as he said, behold the lamb. And he's coming to me, but what? You know, I'm not even worthy to baptize you. He, he had said earlier somewhere in, in the chapter of St. John, I'm not even w w worthy to even unlatch your shoes. And you're asking me to baptize you, but it had to be done because it was fulfilling a prophecy. And there are people that don't believe in the Trinity. And as he was being baptized, there was a voice from heaven, heaven that says, look, behold, the word it says, my son. 
And then the dove began to descend on his head. And you're looking at the Father in heaven speaking, saying, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. The, the son that's in the water, that's coming up out of the water with his hands lifted up. And the dove descending, all representing God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. People will say we are serving three gods, but we don't serve three gods. He's only one God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Not three gods, but one God. We serve the only true and living God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Hallelujah. The same God we are serving. The God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The same God. The same God. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible says there's no shadow of fearfulness or shadow of turning in him. The same yesterday, today and forever. What he did yesterday, he can do today. He healed yesterday. Grab your healing. Receive your healing. Hallelujah. Receive, receive, receive. The atmosphere, the atmosphere is being set up. The atmosphere for healing, the atmosphere for deliverance. Why? Because Mary had a little lamb. I got just what I wanted. Get just what you want from the Lord. Today is your day. Today is your day. I just feel it in my spirit. Today is your day. 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 It's your day. It's your day. It's your day. And it's the Lord's day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John the Baptist recognized Christ as the one who was to bring in the awaited day of deliverance. The application of the lamb's blood on the two side posts on the upper door posts of the houses of the Hebrews is what saved the lives of the firstborn in Exodus chapter 12. Destruction passed them by. In like manner, Jesus is now the means of sparing those who are willing to apply his blood and accept the finished work. He did on the cross in order to escape the judgment of God. A, under verse point four, what happened when Jesus was baptized? I've already shared it. As Jesus was approaching John the Baptist to be baptized, and he was being baptized by John, there was a significant incident that took place at that time. Manifesting a symbol of the Holy Ghost and revealing the demonstration or manifestation of the Trinity. 
Matthew 3, verses 13 through 17. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. And comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now. But thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened up unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The scripture clearly states that the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit is God. How many of you remember the story? I'm not going to read it, but just kind of talk about it. In Acts chapter 5, remember the story with Ananias and Sapphira? They had a piece of land, and they, they came together and decided that they were going to sell the property for a certain amount of dollars. Well, when the husband came, when Ananias came um, before Peter and said he had sold the property for a certain amount of money, and he said, this is what you sold it for? He said, oh, yes. First of all, the property was their property. They could do what they wanted to do with it. They could do what they wanted to do with the money. They were not pressured for that. You better be, you better be careful who you get in cahoots with. The people will take you down with them, agreeing with everything and everybody. Every good idea is not a God idea. Amen. And every, every, every idea is not an idea that's going to be fruitful in your life. So the Bible says, being not unequally yoked with unbelievers, but sometimes we, we can sometimes agree with people for the wrong things and with the wrong things. So here the wife agreeing with the husband, you know, that we're going to sell this property for a certain amount. So when the Holy Spirit confronted him, he says, well, why did you have to lie to me? Because you're not lying to me, but you're lying to the Holy Ghost. And first of all, he said, you lie, you lie to God. You lie to God. You, so in other words, further on in that verse, it says you lie to the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is God. The wife comes along three hours later. Now, he, she didn't know her husband was dead and buried. And she's coming in. And Peter asks, did you and your husband sell this for the same, for this amount of money? Oh, sure, sure. You know, you can't steal from God. You might as well start paying your tithes. And you might as well start paying your tithes in your offerings. Because as long as you ain't paying your tithes, you're not doing it God's way. You're gonna, your money, you're going to have holes in your pocket. I don't know if any of you are experiencing this, holes in your pockets, because what belongs to God, he gets it first. I tell you, you can do better on the 90 than you can on the 100. When you pay God his first, he's only asking for a dime out of a dollar. Just, just think about it that way, a dime out of a dollar. But we take all of our money and we do what we want to do with it, and then every time you turn around, we got holes in our pockets. and can't figure it out. 
So the wife comes in and she agreed that she did the same thing. He says, well, you lying to the Holy Ghost. Just take her out and she dropped dead and gave up the ghost. Can you imagine if the day was like that? People would straighten up and fly right. They would. I mean, because fear came on all the people after that happened. Fear. Because, it, oh my Lord, if they drop dead, I better be, get myself together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> Amen. So, we're going to. So now, why is Jesus called the Lamb of God? It says, he offered himself as a sacrifice at the time of the Passover. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. And it says, purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover lamb, is sacrificed for us. Now, sometimes there are symbols that we use that represents different things that we believe in God for. How many of you know the symbol for peace? How many of you know the, the symbol for peace? Okay. I saw, I saw this. This is, this, is this, this is one of the symbols for peace. But now, According to scripture, uh, the symbol for peace okay, is the dove. The symbol for strength is the ox. Now, when we look at that, there are different types of symbols and different cultures believe different things in light of uh, different types of symbols. And then like in Christianity, the ox is used for strength. In the African culture, they use the lion. But by the same token, when you think about the scripture, both are good to be used for strength. We're going to go to some scriptures, okay? Let's say amen. Amen. Let's go to Proverbs 14 and 4. Let's read that together. It says, where no oxen are, the crib is clean. Isn't that something? Where no oxen are, the crib is clean. But much increase is by the strength of the ox. Now, let's go to... Um, the next symbol is the lion. Let's go to Proverbs 28 and 1. Let's read that. Pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Now, if you are as bold as a lion, I, I think you've got some strength going on. <laughs> now, the sheep is an emblem for meekness, patience, submission. It is, especially, it is especially mentioned as typifying these qualities in the person of our blessed Lord. Now look at that. 
We read earlier, he was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened what? Not his mouth. He is brought what? As a lamb to the what? Slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. Now I just want you guys to visualize this. I want you to use your imagination. And it's not wrong to use your imagination. See, the, see where there's a real, there's always a counterfeit. See, that, 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 there's that Eastern mysticism that won't get into the wrong kind of imagination or meditating. Because even uh, what Joshua says, meditate on his word day and night and your way shall be prosperous. But imagine, just, just look at that lamb. His mouth is closed. He's being just sheared, his, his coat, everything. And he's not saying a word. That's the same thing that transpired on the cross. They took his life. They whipped him. They beat him. They pierced him. And he never opened his mouth. But at the drop of a head, we read to open ours. At the drop of a head, we read to open ours. But you just, just, just visualize that. I'm almost done. So, we talked about the peace symbol. And the peace symbol was the symbol that dealt with the dove. And the scripture we're going to read for that is Psalms 55 and 6. Let's read that together. And I said, oh, that I had the wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Now, when considering all these symbols, the greatest symbol we should rely on as Christian believers is the finished work of the cross. Is <laughs> empty. He's no longer there. The work is finished. Now, isn't that amazing, the symbols that I used before compared to what I use now? We're going to go just a little bit further. It says that when considering all these symbols, the greatest symbol we should rely on is the one of the cross. Because I think if we are relying on the cross, we're going to have the peace. If we rely on the cross, you know, we're going to have the strength. Because, <laughs> yeah, because we're relying on his word. Hallelujah. When we rely on the cross, we got all those other symbols that are going to incorporate themselves within that one thing, the cross. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we don't have to worry about the peace symbol or the dove and the olive because we got Jesus. Now, while these are symbols that represent courage and meekness, peace, and Christianity, they are symbols that represent sin. Egypt represents sin. There are people going to church every Sunday, every week, and yet they are yet in bondage. Egypt represents the world. And many come to church on Sundays and yet are in bondage. Then we have those that have leaven in their lives. The Bible says a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. Now, the, the, the bread that's full is, 
has yeast in it. The one that's on the other side is unleavened. It's flat. But they say a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. Leaven represents sin. God came to set us free and to deliver us. So, leaven symbolizes evil, the energy of sin. There are degrees of sin, and sin has been color-coded in the Bible for us. We know that all unrighteousness is sin, according to 1 John 5, 17. However, Isaiah says, let's read that together. Come, let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet. They shall be as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. So, I just recently had our carpet cleaned in our daycare. And we have the floor carpet done, and then we had separate rugs done. One rug had a red stain on it. And the, and the carpet cleaner says to me, whenever red is on anything, it dyes it. It can't come out. But yet God says, though your sins be red as scarlet, hallelujah, he said, I'm going to make it as what? White as snow. <laughs> hallelujah. And said, and though they be what? It's red as crimson. Now, crimson is a purplish red color. color. So you, now you know if you got that stain on your dress, something white, you can't get it out. But he said, then I'm going to make it as white as wool. Hallelujah. Are we serving a good God? Are we serving a good God? He said, throw your sins. He says, come and let us reason together. Let us reason. Let's talk this thing over. See, a lot of times we like to talk ourselves out of stuff. But we need to talk ourselves into something, into Christ. It's a difference. Don't, don't worry to try to talk yourself out of something. Talk yourself into something. Talk yourself into Christ. Mary had a little lamb. His fleets were white as snow. And everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. <laughs> Stand to your feet. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh, verse 14, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Mary had a little lamb. This Lamb of God is saying to us today, according to 1 John, I mean, St. John chapter 1, verse 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Mary had a little lamb. 
Every head bow, every eye close. It's not by coincidence or accident that you're here. God ordained that you would be here before the foundation of the world. There are some that have been running for a life from generation for decades. But today, the Holy Spirit is going to arrest you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We need some praying saints here now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This is going to be a turnaround for someone today. A turnaround, a turnaround, a turnaround, a turnaround, a turnaround. You walked long enough in your own willful way. But God is saying today that you hear my voice. Harden not your heart as in the day of provocation. But today is your day of salvation. You might have walked for years in your own willful way, but today is you're saying, Lord, I want to rededicate my life to you today. I have not relied on what you did at the cross. I relied in my own strength. When you said it was finished, it was finished. My redemption, my sanctification, even though I have to walk it out and walk it through. And you know, it's just so amazing. It's so amazing. Even though uh, Jesus died on the cross for our sanctification, but there's a scripture in the Bible that says that if you're married to an unsaved spouse, whether it's a wife or a husband, that that unsaved spouse can be saved by the sanctification of the saved spouse. Now, that saved spouse didn't die on the cross for you, but the saved spouse is believing in the cross for what God did for her or for him. And so that, that sanctification in them can sanctify the unsaved spouse. You can also be sanctified by the truth of the word of God. He is truth. Who is Jesus? Jesus says, I am the way, the life, and I am the truth. So if there's anyone today that would like to rededicate themselves to the Lord, or just, the word just found you and it found you in a place where you wouldn't want to be and you want to come up in Christ, just slip your hand up. Just raise your hand up if there's anyone in the building. Say, I just want prayer. I, I want to come higher in the Lord. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. If your thoughts haven't been good, if your thinking haven't been good, and you say, Lord, just help me today. If you want us to touch and agree with you, just raise your hand. Hallelujah. I see that hand. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. Hallelujah. This is a turnaround day. This is a turnaround day. Think about it. Don't think too long because you'll think wrong. Because while the Holy Spirit is convicting you, the devil is talking in your ear, you. telling you, oh, you're all right. Let's everybody respect what she's right. saying. Everybody respect with no you're talking. You're all right. No talking. You're all right. You're all right. The spirit will tell the devil will tell you in one ear, you're all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So those that raise their hands, those that would like a general prayer, the altar is open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
there's a spirit of expectation in this place. There's a spirit of expectation. That's right. That's right. There's a spirit of expectation. A spirit of expectation. A spirit of expectation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A spirit of expectation. Hallelujah. 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 I want everybody to repeat after me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, forgive me for the times that I did not rely on your finished work. Forgive me, cleanse me, wash me, conform me, transform me, I'm sorry, into your image. Transform me into your image. I want to look like you. I want to walk like you. I want to talk like you. I want to live for you. Satan, I serve you notice. No longer will you be my master. But Jesus Christ of Nazareth is my Lord, my master, my keeper, my baptizer, my friend, my justifier, my redeemer. Hallelujah! 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 Oh, you're a little bit of shit there.